0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your
1: free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, as far as some other targets, uh, a few of them came off the board over the last couple of days. Nelson Cruz signed with the San Diego Padres. That's Hoff's boy. I I was never into Nelson Cruz. I never wanted Nelson Cruz. I think He's cooked. Uh, So I was not upset to see him sign with the San Diego Padres. But I did get an email, and we'll read some emails a little bit later on, of one guy arguing why we should have gone after Nelson Cruz. But we'll get to that later. I'm not mad about it. I didn't prefer him. Guy number two off the board, Andrew McCutcheon signs with the Pittsburgh Pirates. This one the Mets wanted. Uh, Apparently, the Mets made a better offer for Andrew McCutcheon, McCutcheon than even the Pirates did. But the Pittsburgh Pirates offered him the sentimentality of going back to Pittsburgh, and they offered him playing time, which the Mets, you know, really couldn't guarantee. McCutcheon, you got to think about Andrew McCutcheon, who's 36 years old now, as a different kind of player than he was, you know, eight years ago when he's winning the MVP, nine years ago when he was winning the MVP, I think it was 2013. So 10 years ago, Jesus, oh my God, I'm going up a year every, every minute I think about it, which is crazy. But he's not that guy. He's... A high on base, little bit of pop, can hit lefties kind of guy. But last year, he started to decline. I mean, he's been declining really over the last couple of years. And that was a part of why, when I saw he went back to Pittsburgh, I wasn't devastated. He's still better against lefties. But if you look at his numbers last year, even against lefties, they were not that good. And he's 36 years old. And I'm not sure it's getting much better. So, yeah, he's a selective hitter. Yeah, he can get on base. Yeah, he's better against lefties. But even his numbers last year, they left a lot to be desired. Mets clearly wanted him. They made a higher offer than the Pirates did. The Twins made an offer, too. And he decided to go to Pittsburgh. But I'm not devastated about it. Because I don't think that would have been the best fit. The other guy off the board is Trey Mancini, another guy we talked a lot about. Trey Mancini's been linked to the Mets numerous times. Uh, During the trade deadline, he was one of the names, and luckily the Mets didn't trade for him because he went to the Astros and sucked. He was terrible. Hit seventy six, very low OPS. Did hit a bunch of home runs, but didn't do much for the Astros. And I don't think he did much in the postseason. I don't think he hit at all in
2: the postseason. He had in that fact, one defensive play at first base, if I'm correct. I think that's was his claim to fame in the playoffs.
1: That was it. Yeah, here is postseason numbers. One for 21 with eight strikeouts. That's an 048 average. So yeah. Hey, he would have fit right in with us. It would have been perfect. Take the place of Darren Ruff. <laughs> exactly. Or he would have been acquired instead of Darren Ruff, I guess. Uh, but Mancini signs with the Cubs, kind of the same thing. I'm not, I'm not devastated. As far as who else is out there, a couple of names. Tommy Pham continues to be available as a free agent. Uh, another guy who, you know, Tommy Pham is 34, 35 years old. He had a very crappy year last year with Cincinnati and Boston. I think he was a little bit better against lefties, but not not enough. You know, there wasn't good enough numbers against lefties where I'd say, oh, yeah, stick that bat in the lineup. He was better against lefties than his overall numbers, but still, he's 35-36. I'm not sure he's ever going to produce what he did in his prime, and really, what was his prime? You know, I guess it was 2019, 2018, 2017 when he was a quality player. So Fam's an option. Jurickson Profar is an option. I don't want Profar because I want Pop. The Mets need Pop. The Mets didn't hit enough home runs last year. So I go back to Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall continues to be the best fit for this team. The concern around Duvall is that he got hurt halfway through last year and he had season-ending wrist surgery to repair a torn tendon sheath in his left wrist. And he missed the entire second half of the season. What is he in terms of recovering from that injury? Will that injury affect him going into 2023? I tried to look into it. I tried to see if there was any report on his health. I've seen nothing. All I know is that Duval gives you the max power in terms of the guys that are available. It was a guy who two years ago hit 38 home runs and led the league in RBIs with 113 RBIs. Strikes out a lot didn't hit for a high average. I get all that, but still, for a team that needs pop, he hit 38 home runs. And in even in even in a year like last year, where again, he missed half the time, his numbers weren't great. His numbers were down against lefties. He slugged 562 with an 844 OPS and hit 6 home runs in just 78 plate appearances against lefties. So even in a year in which he, you know, obviously missed a lot of time and wasn't very healthy, he was still really productive against left-handed pitching. And one other thing about Duval, good defensive player. You know, we sort of forget that when we think about these right-handed bats. Adam Duval won a gold glove. What a gold glove. He can play anywhere in the outfield. He can play left field, he can play center field, he can play right field. I think, in fact, he has mostly played center field. Or at least last year, he mostly played center field. Throughout his career, he's mostly played right field. Even has a little bit of experience at first base. Not that this team needs that necessarily. But that's the guy. You know, uh, If there's a concern about him recovering from the wrist, okay, fine. Because who knows? Guy had wrist surgery. I I understand that. But looking at him... The ability to defend, the ability to hit left handed pitching. He's available. He's a free agent. He's 34 years old. He's got postseason experience, obviously, winning that World Series with the Atlanta Braves. Bring him in. Bring him in. That's the guy. Is there a guy you prefer? Pete, that I haven't mentioned. I know all your guys are off
2: the board. Uh, I know. I know. It kind of sucks. I mean, I'm looking through right now. I mean, I still see – here's the thing is, you're right. As far as versatility, we need a fourth outfielder, so that's why Duvall makes sense. Other guys, other sticks that I do like, they don't really fit that outfield mold, so it kind of – it just it's just a bat. So, like, a guy like – Miguel Sano, I believe, is still out there. Correct? Yeah, except he sucks. He does suck, but he's got – Last year he was terrible, <laughs> but he's got that thirty home run pop in him that has happened for. That's not like a, it's not like it's never happened. And then Yuli Gurriel, somebody that we've both talked about. I know he's up there in age, but I I still like I don't mind if someone's gonna be a veteran that's gonna be able to. Again, he's not gonna get a lot of at bats. That's the problem. He doesn't have any, anywhere really to play on the field besides first base. So that's why I struggle with signing him. But, again, maybe not so much pop, but he can give you big hits, and he has that experience. He came from the Astros, crying out loud.
1: Yeah, Gurriel had a, a terrible regular season last year, but really hit in the postseason, which almost wiped away how crappy he was in the regular season. And he hit lefties last year. You you hit on the two negatives with him, and one of the negatives isn't fair. He doesn't hit for a lot of pop, but the guys want a batting title. guy's a good, good hitter, puts bat on ball, Has postseason experience. He's getting up there in age. He's 39. The other negative is you really don't have a lot of position versatility with him. He's a good defensive first baseman. He, too, has won a gold glove. And I don't think that gold glove was that long ago. I think he won it in the last couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was 2020 or 2021. So it's a recent gold glove. He can play a little bit of third base, but I doubt you would even use him over there, considering you have Escobar and you have Beatty and you have Guillorme. I have an email about that that I'll address. Guiorme. <laughs> That's the thing I pisses off the most people about me, apparently. The way I pronounce his name. And I admit, I got a mental block against it. That's why I have to slow down before I say his name. But I'm making the effort. Uh, so Guriel gives you the stick. He doesn't give you the pop. He doesn't give you the position versatility. A couple of trade ideas. Four ideas. Three of them are mine. One, I want to give credit to Rising Apple. I read it on Rising Apple the other day. It was a pretty good idea, and that's the idea of pursuing Randall Gritchick. We'll start with him uh, of Colorado. Hits lefties, especially last season. He hit lefties had a OPS above 900. I know you got the Coorsfield concerns with everybody, but he does have a resume outside of Coors Field. So even though the home road splits are pretty dramatic, you know he spent a bunch of years in St. Louis, a bunch of years in Toronto. And he's had good years. He's been a, a pretty good, productive player. I question what it would cost. And I really wouldn't be willing to give up that much. So if the Rockies are just willing to dump him because he's making $9 million and the Rockies are a confused organization that doesn't know what they're doing, I'll gladly take him. But I don't think I would trade that much value for Gritchick. But that was a good idea I read on Rising Apple. Here are the other ideas I have. Number one, I'm bringing this one back, as I mentioned this months ago, as a trade idea, and that is calling up the Orioles. They could use another starting pitcher, offering a Carlos Carrasco, and taking back Anthony Santander. Anthony Santander supplies the power this organization's looking for. Plus, unlike a lot of the other guys we're mentioning who are in their mid-30s or late-30s, he's 28 years old. That, of course, leads you to question are the Orioles willing to par with him? That's why you've got to offer something. Unlike Gritchik, who I really wouldn't give up much value for, Santander's 28 years old. He can play right field. Starling Marte, I love the guy. I don't know how healthy he's going to be this year. So you acquire a guy the value of Santander, he's not only a DH option, big-time DH option. He's not only an option to just play a lot and sit Marcana. he's also protection in case Starling Marte gets hurt. Last year, Santander went out, played 150-plus games, hit 33 home runs to a 773 OPS. And yes, as a switch hitter, he did a better job against lefties. He mashed lefties. 9.13 OPS, 293 batting average. What it comes down to with Santander, I don't think I need to sell you guys on what kind of player he is. He's a good player. They could use him. He fits this team. It comes down to what can you give the Orioles to make them think the deal's worth it? Would you trade Carlos Carrasco? Do you feel comfortable enough in the pitching depth that the Mets have where you say, okay, fine, David Peterson, Tyler McGill, here's your chance to move a Carlos Carrasco? you probably have to include a prospect too, but would you make that deal,
2: Carrasco, for Santander? I would, but I, I, again, like, what's the prospect? Because I feel like you're going to need a uh, more significant prospect, no? I mean, I'm giving the Orioles a
1: middle-of-the-rotation arm. Now, he's 35. They he's need a an ace, though. Year. They need an ace. Who's their getting, ace? They're not getting
2: an ace for Anthony Santander. No, but uh, how much control does Anthony Santander have? He's got
0: one more year after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's In Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: All right. I guess you could position it that way, too, because what are you going to lose A free agency, Right. Well, look, I, I I understand Carrasco is probably not enough.
1: Uh, I'm just saying I'm giving them a major league player that can help them, a middle-of-the-rotation arm, and then, yeah, you probably... Okay, Santan, uh, Carrasco and Vientos for
2: Santander. Is that a fair trade? Okay, now you're talking... I I, I don't think the Mets will do, because I think they, they, they value Vientos a little bit more, even though he hasn't proven himself yet. And Santander's clearly... An upgrade. I mean, he could basically play every day in the outfield for you.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. He could play over Cannon in the left field, but then Cannon becomes your depth versatility guy. You make yourself a deeper team if you trade for a guy like Santander. I'd make that trade. I, I, I'm a little like you never want to take for granted starting pitching depth, so I pause on that. Vientos, I've, I'd have no problem moving because I look at Santander and say, isn't that the best-case scenario of what Mark Vientos could be? A guy who could hit 33 home runs, and in Santander's case, plays a position. Buck has no confidence in Vientos playing any position, and he's a switch hitter. So the Vientos part, I wouldn't really hesitate on. It's in a year in which you're relying on veteran-veteran. I say veteran twice because they're that old. Veteran-veteran arms at the top of your rotation. Are you okay with trading pitching depth? You know, it's a gamble because Carrasco supplies that. Verlander, Scherzer, they're wild cards because of their age. Like, I can't sit here confidently, especially after Max missed time last year and Verlander is only a year and a half removed from Tommy John surgery and expect them both to make 30 starts. We saw how many starts were missed by the combo of Scherzer and DeGrom a year ago. Quintana you feel good about. You feel good about Senga, at least in theory. And then your depth guys are Peterson and McGill uh, and Luke Casey. Are you willing to trade a key arm as part of that depth? Is it robbing Peter to pay Paul in a way? But I also understand that to get a guy like Santander, you got to give something. You're not getting him for nothing. So he's an interesting guy to keep an eye on. Uh, the other two names are... Names that people will be pissed at because they don't excite you at all. But I think they're useful players. One guy's coming off a good year. One guy's coming off a bad year. Bobby Dalbeck of the Boston Red Sox, right-handed bat, can play first base, can play third, not an outfielder. So you don't really gain that fourth outfielder, but you do get that right-handed bat who can hit lefties. In 2021, 278, 877 OPS with 11 home runs. Even last year, in just an awful season for Dalback. Against lefties, the numbers weren't horrific. 240, 755 OPS. I'm not sure though, with Trevor's story out. They may want to keep the infield depth that they have. And the other guy is Rob Ref Snyder. Rob Ref Snyder has bounced around the league. Remember, he was a prospect with the Yankees many years ago. He could play everywhere. He could play the outfield. He came up as a second baseman, can play first base. Really, you could stick this guy anywhere. Last year, with Boston, he finally blossomed. So maybe the Red Sox want to hold on to him and don't want to give him away. But the guy at 300 with an 881 OPS in 57 games. So I'd call the Red Sox. I'd see if it, what it's going to cost. Again, I probably wouldn't give up all that much for it. But Rob is another guy to keep an eye on. But these are the names we're talking about. Kevin you could bring him back, too. He's another option. I don't expect any kind of surprise big trade because i just can't see who would be out there unless you consider santander to be a surprise big trade
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds